I was getting, I was getting a lot of no letters, and I kept some of the letters because it was like motivation for me. I was young in my coaching career. I did know that those guys I was coaching, this was their one opportunity. If you really want the players to like you, just make them better. If I want to keep playing this game, you know, as a job, I, I have to continue to get better at that. You have to figure out a way to carve out some value that you have that you can bring not only to your team, but also your profession. It's really good information, and I pick up little nuggets all the time. For me, it's all about confidence, man. You, you have to have confidence to be a shooter, to be uh, a basketball player in general, and to have success. You, you, it's all about confidence. If they walk a mile in my shoes, then they can bow like I do. But my game different, not the same with it. I travel now, y'all just change, pivot. Shooters, welcome back to another episode of the Shooters Touch. This week, we bring on Maya McDermott, the point guard at the University of Northern Iowa for the Panthers up there in Cedar Falls. Uh, originally from Johnston, she participated in s- several state tournaments and actually won a state title her senior year at Johnston. Her class, her freshman class, kind of got the the ball rolling on um, the run that Johnston's been on, you know, kind of always seeing Johnston at the state tournament every year. So it was interesting to talk to her about that and kind of changing the culture there, how she helped with that, how coach helped with that, how the team helped with that. We also talked to her about her AAU days uh, playing uh, for JBC up until she joined All Iowa Tech, you know, her playing with Caitlin Clark, um, playing against Caitlin Clark a couple times as well. You know, it's, it was, uh, it was very, very cool to talk to her about that experience and, you know, how they still stay in touch and really how, how Maya still stays in touch with all of her, you know, her past teammates, whether in high school, AAU or college. Um, it was a very, very thoughtful conversation. Um, I think Maya, understands the game very well, but also understands the mentorship side of the game too. You know, she was mentored by a lot of coaches and a couple players until she kind of broke the starting lineup at UNI. So it was very cool to talk to her about that. Um, We obviously grill her on her choice between Peppers and Mulligans um, and also talk to her about, you know, what's, what's kind of next up for the Panthers this year. Uh, They got a grueling, uh, a non-con schedule, but we talked about this too, that it only makes them better, only makes them an improved team and, and, and closer as a team. So if you like what you hear, you know, we would really appreciate um, a five-star review, Spotify, Apple podcast, wherever you catch your podcast. Uh, you can follow us on all our social channels, Instagram um, and Twitter at the Shooters Touch IA, and then search for us on Facebook, Shooters Touch, We really hope you enjoy it. I think you will with Maya McDermott. And as usual, shooters shoot. Maya McDermott, welcome to the Shooters Touch. Hey, thanks guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Yeah, we're excited to have you on. Excited to learn a little bit more about you and and your journey. Um, Before we get going, before we get too far here, uh, going back a couple weeks, uh, what was what was Cancun like? Did you guys, did you guys have a good time down yeah, and spend time Can- together? Cancun was, was a blast. I mean, I think those kind of trips are, you know, you spend one, one day traveling all the way there and then you play and then you travel all the way back. And I think 
through all of that, you just get closer as a team, as a program. And that's kind of what it's all about. Obviously you go there to win. It's, it's a business trip, but you have a lot of fun with it. And we definitely had a lot of fun beating Tulane and Vanderbilt, two really good coach teams. And we had a lot of fun for sure. So the warm weather was always nice, especially when it's cold here in Iowa. Right. Oh, like you said, it's always nice to get away too a little bit. I mean, when yeah. You, yeah. you're dealing with class and you're jumping on the bus or you're doing whatever. I mean, you guys are together all the time, but it's different yeah. when you can kind of, you're always there and there's no other place to go and you have to eat and no other distractions. Right. So, well, good. Uh, and then yeah. coming a off. Good, uh, a nice little good way before final. Yeah, exactly. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. No, yeah. you're good. Uh, but I do. So coming off a nice win, you guys uh, just beat South Dakota or North Dakota, right? North Dakota yep, State. North Dakota at, State. North Dakota State at home. Um, kind of got things going in the right direction here before a week off. Yeah. Uh, how did that feel to get that get that win under your belt before going into finals week? Yeah, South Dakota is a good team, and unfortunately, in that fourth quarter, we kind of lost it at the end and getting back in the win winning column with North Dakota State feels good um, and then we have this week off studying for finals and coach Warren is huge emphasis on getting a grades and taking care of that type of type of stuff so um, yeah this year or this this week we're going to focus on that and then um, really getting ready and prepared for Iowa that's obviously top five team and they got Kaylin Clark and we're going to try our best and and give them our all and and we're hoping for the best so we're, we're just going to get prepared for that so getting in the winning winning column is 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 good well and you that's exactly where i was going next obviously a week from today uh so sunday yeah um 2 2 p.m game too which is fun uh those yep. sunday after those sunday afternoon games are a lot of fun uh it seems it's uh, a good opportunity to get a lot of people in the stands and uh obviously with the matchup against iowa like you said um a team with very high expectations this year and, and a lot of talent um but uh talent you've seen before obviously growing up uh, playing mm -hmm. against caitlin quite a bit um throughout your, right. your younger days and throughout high school but uh what are you excited about getting the opportunity to, to really kind of go to Carver and, and, and see what things are like and, and give you guys uh, an opportunity to go out and get a win? Yeah, so I'm a third year, so technically a junior, and I've never played at Carver. And because back when my class coming in, we played Iowa our freshman year at Carver and we all got COVID like oh, the, uh, the yeah. day before. So I've never played there. I think it's going to be a great environment, obviously. It's really hard to, to play in cover as well as win in cover. So um, we're all really, really excited. It's going to be a good matchup. Um, obviously, Caitlin Clark, Monica, they're, they're really good players, and we're just going to do our best. And we have a week to prepare. And, yeah, we're just hoping for the best. They're obviously a really good team. And like, we're, we're gonna, we played really good against Iowa State, and that's a top-10 team as well. And, mm -hmm. yeah, I think the pressure is not on us, and we're just, you know, going to go out there and try and win. So. Which that's uh, that's all that can be expected. I'm, I'm glad you brought that mm -hmm. up too because I did want to touch on it real quick. Um, you know, a little bit different circumstances. You got uh, you and I or Iowa State to come to your place, um, which, yep. is, which is kind of nice uh, to, to kind of have that advantage and to kind of be in your normal routine and and uh, mm -hmm. have the fans on your side. But uh, that one down the wire obviously dropped a close one, 88, 85 yeah. to Iowa State. But uh, what what do you guys think? You had to had to feel. No, no moral victories out there. We get that, but you have to feel pretty good about the way you guys were able to compete against a, yeah. a top tier team in the Cyclones. Yeah, as a mid-major program, I think competing with those teams and knowing you can compete with those teams is always, always going to boost our confidence. And that's early in the season, and 
now as a team we know that we compete with really good teams like that. I mean, it's tough. Down the stretch, we were looking really good in that fourth quarter, and we just couldn't come away with it. And Cable Albee with the shot at the end, I mean, that's exactly who we want to shoot it. Um, eight times out of ten, Cable's going to make that shot. And unfortunately, he didn't make it, and that's not her fault at all. And we're going to give her the ball any time. And I think coming out of that game and our coaches, they, they knew we could compete with those teams. And, and just knowing that gave us a lot of confidence moving forward in the season. Yeah, absolutely. And then a little bit of a grinder because then you had to turn around and play a, a really good and well-coached Creighton, Creighton team. Yeah, yeah. Yep, yep. And they've, they've been causing fits for everybody. I mean, that's a mm-hmm. tough team. Teams like that and teams like South Dakota State, it's, it's definitely hard. And the circumstances, they came to our place too. And we lost two in a row on our home floor. So that's always always need to get back in that winning column with North Dakota State. So we're happy about that. But I mean, Creighton's, like you said, a well-coached team and very, very physical, crashes the glass. And um, that game kind of slipped away with us. And we're just excited to have more opportunities to play good teams here coming up. So you build those cows a little bit, you toughen up for league play. Um, yep, you know, and yep. all of a sudden you get in the league play and, uh, you know, now, now it's time to really kind of strap on and go to work. And so, uh, uh, that's good. And then you mentioned too, I mean, we talked about it real briefly, but, uh, that South Dakota state game that's on the road. Mm-hmm. That's always a tough place to play. Yeah. Uh, I think they were coming off of two losses, I think too. So they yeah. were, they yeah. were, they were not overlooking you guys. They were ready right. for it. And so, um, so take us through that one just real briefly, uh, that trip on the road. Yeah. Going up there, that long bus ride. I mean, you're happy to be there and, and that atmosphere is insane. I know Oakland touched on it in practice, kind of talking about how, it's one of the best places to play. The crowds are right on top of you. And and he wasn't wrong. We got in there. We started warming up and we're like, holy crap. Like, Oakland wasn't, he wasn't lying to us. And their atmosphere was insane. Really good coach team as well. Good players. And um, we haven't won there in a while. And we just, we kind of let it slip in the fourth quarter. Um, we kind of built into fatigue. I think Coach Warren has a huge emphasis on whether you're tired or not, you're not going to show because that's exactly what your competition wants and once. And I think we showed fatigue at the end and we kind of let go of it. And yeah, we didn't just, we just didn't stay super disciplined in the end. And I think it's a really good learning experience and you're going to have to play games like that where you don't end up winning just so you can go down the stretch in, in league play and, and figure it out then. So those games like Creighton and South Dakota state, even though we let them, let them slip, it was a really good learning experience for us. And, and then, barely losing to Iowa State it's also a good learning experience because now we know we can compete and um yeah we'll we'll bounce back and I know coach Warren has confidence in all of us that we'll bounce back so that's what we're gonna do well absolutely and you guys got uh a relatively young team um too Mm -hmm. I mean you have some some senior and some uh senior leadership and you know the COVID year obviously helps there a little bit too for some of you but that South Dakota State game, I know it ended up being 11 points, but it was close. Like you got, it was, yeah. like you were, it was like at the six minute mark, it was tied or something like yeah. it was six minutes to go. Um, the four minute mark, I think it was kind of when we started to slip up a little bit. Yeah, I was going to say, because I saw, I saw the score initially and then I saw the highlights later and I was like, oh, you got, you had a chance at that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, like you said, that's, it's something that, uh, you know, as long as you're learning from those experiences and taking those and not making the same mistakes twice, it's going to bode really well, um, like except yeah. for the young team that you guys have and, and the amount of talent. So uh, it'll, we're, we're anxious to see uh, we're anxious to see what the Panthers can do here moving into league play.
Yeah. Sure. And as you said, as you said, uh, you know, going up there to South Dakota State, um, you know, playing playing some really good competition down in Cancun. And I feel like I should uh, give um, a shout out to the Iowa and Iowa State women's side of things still coming to the McLeod Center, still coming to the Knapp Center. Would love to see that on the men's side. But uh, yeah, a definite yeah. shout out to those definite shout out to those programs. Um, you know, and that just builds up your confidence, builds up, you know, hey, playing this competition for the end of the season, which is when you need to be playing your best basketball. Right. Um, yep. And so, you know, for sure, a awesome learning experience. And like we mentioned, mentioned, I mean, I, there's not a lot of moral, you don't like to talk about moral victories, but you know, a lot of that mindset of, Hey, we can compete here. We can, mm-hmm. we can, we can play with these teams. So um, yeah. yeah. Awesome start to the season. You know, I've loved to watch, uh, you know, which games I've been able to watch. Um, and seeing you compete, seeing the team compete, and you know how you how y'all play is fun to watch. So it's been fun that way. But uh, let's yeah. rewind the um, you know, let's rewind a little bit uh, to you know maybe going back to elementary, middle school. Um, you know, let our listeners know. Uh, you know how was how was growing up? When did you first fall in love with basketball? Yeah, so I started playing basketball when I was uh, like a first grader, and um, my dad was the coach. Um, and as you know, I feel like dads are a little bit harsh, a little bit hard on the, on the daughters or sons. And I think that that taught me a lot looking back at that now. And um, if you're listening as a middle schooler, I mean, a lot of, a lot of moms or dads are going to be hard on you, but looking back at it now, it, it definitely helped. Started, yeah, started in first grade. And then up until I think my freshman year of high school, I moved to all Iowa tech. Um, I played for JBC um, Johnson basketball club. So I think, just I grew up with two older brothers and we play in the, my backyard we play basketball like every day you know and they didn't take it easy on me either and <laughs> I think I always tell them that I always give them credit they're a lot older than me and they they would never take it easy so I feel like um falling in love with the game probably probably around high school because I also played soccer and I was kind of right. conflicted Ooh, do I want to play soccer do I want to play basketball and I wanted to run track um, my senior year that didn't end up happening because of COVID obviously but um, I was definitely conflicted up until about my freshman year and I think pra- uh, practicing with varsity my freshman year for basketball and playing for coach Jill like that really um, turned my mindset and I was like I-, I love these girls I love playing playing in front of you know real fans and the atmosphere at Johnson was incredible I really love how that town you know praises girls basketball and, and I think that town gives a lot of credit to girls basketball and I, and I really really like that and playing with Paige Searin, Taryn Knuth, Brooke Wilmis like they were the leaders that I really wanted on and off the floor and I was very fortunate enough to play with them and I think I would say towards you know middle school and early high school that's when I started to fall in love with the game because um, I started to see myself practicing outside of games, practicing outside of practice, doing ball handling, doing other workouts. And um, that's what it takes. It takes a lot of discipline. And I know in middle school and high school, you can get caught up in, you know, friend groups, cliques and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. But I, I um, was always taught by upperclassmen and my parents to kind of figure out your balance, take care of schoolwork, take care of friends. But if you love the game, you're really going to, figure out ways to get to make yourself better like if I'm not doing anything if I'm taking an off day there's someone out there who's gonna who's gonna pass me mm-hmm. and I always my mindset was always I didn't want to be passed so I had to stay disciplined and um, that was probably around the age where I realized this is this is what I want to do this is what I want to do in college and um, I think it was my early my junior year late sophomore year around that time I coach Warren called me up and um, 
she I went in like a conference room at my high school and, and she offered me and it it was such a surreal feeling because it's it's like all the hard work you put in and then it finally mm-hmm. pays off so that that's what it felt like and you and I was actually my only offer I got interest in other schools but you and I was my only offer and I knew right away coming to visit here you know with my roommates I live with Kaba, Grace and Emerson I knew them coming in I knew Cam coming in Cynthia I knew this was going to be a really good family together and I loved the coaches and it's super cliche to say, to, to say, but you know, it was a family and that's what it felt like. And my coaches really wanted me. They, they pursued mm-hmm. me and they, they showed me that they wanted me to be here. And I think when you're getting recruited um, you have to look for things like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they taught me a lot and I didn't commit right away. And I think my coaches are kind of wondering, you know, what, what's, what's, what's holding up? What, what are you holding back on? And I, I thought about it and I'm like, I don't know why I'm holding back. Like, I'm going to commit. This is, this is where I want to be. And, and obviously it turned out for the best. So I'm, I'm glad to be here. And it all starts at a young age. You don't yeah. know that yet, but it all starts. How are you going to be better than your teammate? How, what are you going to do to be better? And, and that took mm-hmm. a lot to learn. It, it doesn't take one day. You got to stay consistent in the gym. And one of my old assistant coach, Coach Hine, he would always tell me, you know, as I kind of got to the older junior, senior, my high school year, like he was like, now you're the leader. You're the veteran. Now you got to take care of the uh, underclassmen and you got to figure out what you can do to make your teammates better. And and right now, I will admit, I'm still kind of learning on how to take that leadership role, because now, like you said, even though we're a young team, I'm, I'm the point guard on the floor. I'm the communicator. I have to be that communicator in. I'm learning. It's hard. I'm, right. I I would definitely say I'm a lead by example kind of girl. Angelic and Oakland, they can they can definitely stand with that. Um, so they, I am trying to still learn how to be more vocal, how to kind of keep my teammates accountable, and and it's hard. It's hard, but it's all a learning experience, and that all starts at a young age. Well, you mentioned soccer um, and track, yeah. right? Uh, yeah, I, I ran track in like eighth grade. I wanted to do it my senior year just to see how I could do, but. It didn't work out. <laughs> Gotcha. So just, you're just speed, basketball. Sir, right? You're going to do sprints? Or you gonna I, do sprints? Yeah, yeah. 100%. 100. Yeah, 100. Yeah. 100, yeah. You could probably, nice. what about hurdles? You could probably do some hurdles. I would, I would try, I wouldn't be opposed to trying it. I think 100, <laughs> four by one. I did do a 200 one time in a meet and I was like, this isn't for me. I got to <laughs> stay on the, the short sprint. Yeah, short and narrow. Hard, I get it. Hard, yeah. I got long legs. So, yeah. You could probably That's long good. jump. You could probably long jump, can't you? I did high jump one one year as well. And no kidding. Yeah, it was. It, it's cool. I think those meets in like eighth grade, you, the coaches are kind of flexible with what you want to try. So that was nice. That's cool. nice. And so um, on the soccer field, uh, if I heard you correctly, did you play soccer all through high school, or was that just up until a, school, a certain yeah. all through high school? Yeah, nice. I, so. Um, soccer all throughout high school but I played soccer at a really young age as well and it's funny because I used to play I used to play club soccer with me and Caitlin Clark played on the team together so that's I know Caitlin from soccer there you go that's awesome that's awesome so um obviously you know with with how things go today um in this age you know a lot of a lot of young athletes are you know I mean, specializing at a younger age um you know how do you think playing on the soccer field helped you on helped you on the basketball court yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely different. Um, soccer. Mm-hmm. So I was a forward and I think soccer definitely helped me soccer. They're both team sports. Obviously mm-hmm. soccer was a little bit different in a sense where like mm-hmm. hand eye coordination and stuff like that. Obviously that type of stuff helps, 
But I think soccer conditioning has to help, right? Conditioning. Oh, I was going to say that conditioning is a good one. What about, um, what about uh, forward though? What Go about ahead. what? Sorry, what about spacing? So here's the deal. So my six-year-old, she plays soccer. She's actually pretty good. She plays soccer yeah. for the first time. I know nothing about soccer, but I do understand spacing yeah. from basketball, and their spacing was terrible. So does spacing <laughs> in like good soccer has to help because the field's big. I mean, you know, has like the spacing to help. help. Has yeah. To help. Yeah. I'm trying. I was trying to think of ways to explain it. Um, for people who don't know soccer so it's like I would say spacing um, obviously communication all that stuff helps and I think that's the beauty of sports is um, being a multi-sport athlete and that and that's I like how we're talking about this because I think being a multi-sport athlete is 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 helps I think um, when when you get a little older and you want to focus on one sport completely understandable I, I get that too but when I when I quit club soccer and I was focusing on basketball that's how I knew like I, yeah basketball was the sport for me but up until then doing both kind of balancing my time figuring out both of them mm-hmm. um soccer season I could take a break from basketball season like that that was nice and I, I really highly yep. recommend boys and girls doing that throughout middle school elementary school high school because it, it is good to, to kind of get a break sometimes um, while doing another sport so I, I think they both go hand in hand and just figuring out things um, yep. which is which was always nice that's very interesting you mentioned that I I haven't ever really asking that question a lot uh to players and you know obviously old players too but uh ask that question why what are benefits of being multi-sport a- athletes you know yeah. getting that time away from your favorite sport probably helps a lot as well with I mean the burnout side so I uh I love that you mentioned that. I've, I've, I've never actually heard anybody say that. And that's the first time it really clicked in my head that, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, uh, as, as much as you love it, right. There's always, you, you got to get away from things you love to, mm-hmm. to progress that. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. That's interesting. Awesome. So, um, Hey, let's talk a little bit about, you know, you mentioned that, you know, up till about eighth grade or freshman year, you played, um, on, um, uh, your club ball JBC. What was that transition like from JBC to all Iowa tack? Was that a, you know, Hey, I need, I need better competition here. Or was that a, Hey, I know yeah. I'm going here my freshman year. What was that like? So I remember playing in JBC for my dad and loved the team. Didn't want to leave the team. It was hard. We were all super, super close. All went to Johnson, all knew each other. And I remember we played a championship game against Dixon's team, Dixon Jensen, who, mm-hmm. who he coached Caitlin. So he coached all Iowa Tech and we were playing them at the field house in Ames we played really, really well. And like kind of the, the motion around all Iowa tech was like, they do, they didn't lose. They have shooters. They can shoot threes at a young age, you know, and we almost beat them. And I think everyone was kind of like, uh, who's this, who's this JBC team. Right. And I was launching threes. Caitlin was launching threes. It, we were just going back and forth. And we almost, we didn't end up winning, but we almost beat them. And I think every time we played them, we'd play them probably like every other weekend. And we'd almost win. And I think people kind of was like, who's this JBC team? And I remember um, Dixon, he had came up to my dad and was like, we want Maya in our program. And that was kind of when I made the transition. And after eighth grade, JBC was no longer a thing. So I had to transition if I wanted to continue to play AAU basketball. I went, I played for Kingdom Hoops for a year. I remember that. And then I, somehow I went back to Iowa Tech. I don't know what that was, but um, so 
went to all Iowa Tech and played there. And I think the transition was a little bit different because it was not having my dad for so long um, or having him for so long and then not having him. I think it was kind of hard um, because, you know, yeah, he's my dad and he's hard on me, but he did teach me pretty much everything that I knew, the basics, basically. And um, it was hard for sure. But I think that um, Dixon, Randy, Ken, they all kind of took me under their wing. And a lot of us JBC JBC girls trans um, transferred to all Iowa Tech, and that's um, it was good. So I I was with some friends and ended up I ended up loving it. Like I didn't want to leave all Iowa mm-hmm. Tech. Was great. It's a great program. They they taught me so much. They still support me. They coaches still text me after games and stuff. So liked that program. I like Kingdom Hoops too. They were a good program. I just thought all Iowa Tech was a little bit more my my playing style. Yeah. Um, but it was hard like I said, with my dad, but um, now this, it was this, a really good transition. This JVC team, though, uh, had the likes of you and Kendall Need <laughs> and Maddie Mock. And, yep. I mean, this wasn't like, this wasn't yeah. just any, like, oh, t- we just threw together the neighborhood kids. Like, this was a right, team. Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, no, for sure. We had Reagan Nessheim, too. She she plays oh, for yeah. South Dakota State. Yeah, so mm. it was definitely it was definitely a team to remember, and, and it was it was great that we all could go to high school and play together. So we knew when we all moved to Attack or Kingdom or whatever and kind of went our separate ways, as we all knew when school ball came around we were we were ready to go it was so. on. yeah yeah well that uh kind of sets up perfectly because i want to talk a little bit about uh your high school career um yeah and uh obviously there was a lot of games and a lot of memorable ones and so i'm just going to kind of cherry pick a few um here and then obviously uh the cherry on top to to end your career we'll get to um but so first as a freshman, okay, so I, I I saw a lot of your games sophomore through seniors. So those are the ones I know the yeah. most about. But if I remember correctly, freshman year, didn't you, you hit a buzzer beater to go to state, right? So I had, yeah, so um, we were playing Davenport North. I actually vividly remember this game. We were playing Davenport North, and I just remember this was like the game where everyone came, student, and I hadn't experienced that before. So I'm, I'm a little freshman. I'm like 14 years old. Um, I'm warming this, up next to Taryn Knuth, 6'4". I'm like, oh, God, I'm seeing the crowd. The this is old This is old there. Johnson Gym, right? Old, this is old Johnson, Johnson Gym. gym. The yeah. vintage okay. Johnson yeah. Gym. And I'm like, I'm like peeing my pants. I'm like, oh, my gosh, there's, there's, there's so many people. The Iowa Tech coaches were there. Oh, like taking deep breaths. And, and I'm starting <laughs> at this point. And, and I'm, 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 I'm nervous. And game's going good I know in the third quarter there was a stretch where where we were we were letting up a little bit and um so it came we were down two, our ball under our basket down two with like three seconds left I think and he drew up a play for me got the ball we were down three I'm sorry down three and with two seconds left and drew, drew up a play I'm coming around the block I'm coming up around the elbow and I caught the ball from Maddie Mock, chuck up a three, and I tie the game. And it was like a random shot, it's like a hook shot. I don't even know. It went in, <laughs> everybody goes crazy. And then we ended up winning in overtime. Okay. So that was like in overtime, we just dominated. Like it, we probably won by like, ended up winning by like eight. But um, it was definitely like one to remember because it's, it's funny that we bring this up because I remember in – Speaking of Terrence, speaking of Caitlin, 
flashback a couple weeks before that shot had happened we were playing Dowling and it was like the Maya versus Kaylin like it, it was a big thing so I'm nervous I don't know what Kaylin's got going on she never seems nervous she's always in the zone so shout out <laughs> to her for that no but um we were down two and they gave me the ball to go score against Dowling like a couple weeks before and I lost the ball turned it over I'm slamming the ground I'm mad um and Taryn comes up to me and she's like it's gonna be okay like it's it's all gonna work out forget this game and then fast forward to two weeks like maybe like even like a month later I ended up making that shot and Taryn was like I told you like I told you <laughs> it's, it's gonna come back around so I'll, I'll never forget that moment and, and it's not even because I made the shot I think it's because that was kind of the, the moment where I'm like I love it here I love my teammates they, they put trust in you um, they build confidence in you because I know you can only have so much self-confidence playing playing sports but when your right. teammates pick you up like that that's that's you know it showed that they really cared about me and um, was fortunate to take the last shot and they put the trust in me and made it happen as a freshman and, and yeah that's something I'll never forget a couple of things with that one obviously I think that that ends up that shot kind of gets the program over the hump and catapults it into the history that we know now of Johnson and yeah. state every year, um, yeah. you know, cause prior to that, <laughs> prior to that, that wasn't, you know, so much the thing. And so right. that was a super, super talented team that was just waiting to get over the hump. And then um, you're hearing whispers. So this is from an outsider's perspective at this point, you're hearing whispers of, this little quick freshman, uh, you know, can kind of, <laughs> got a little wiggle, like she can, yeah. you know, she can get to the rim and then, um, uh, wearing the sleeves. Did you always wear long sleeves as a freshman? I, I, I think my freshman year I stopped because I was way too hot. I'm like, I can't yeah. do this anymore. I, <clears throat> that can't do I, don't, I, I still don't know how guys do it. <laughs> guys wear like sleeves and leg sleeves. Mm. I'm like, I can't do this. Because I remember, so, because I remember when you hit the shot, I'm pretty sure you had the long sleeves on too, because I remember I Did saw I? the shot. I don't yeah. even remember. I saw a shot on the news and I was like, oh, that's that little freshman. And I, I'm, yes. I'm partial to wearing sleeves. So I'm like, and she's wearing the long sleeves. And this was, <laughs> this was like pre kind of like, why are, like, this is like early, like, why are people wearing long sleeve vibe too? Yeah, yeah, and, probably. I was just probably trying to be cool or something. I don't even remember. <laughs> and so I was like, dang, big shot by the freshman wearing sleeves sleeves yeah. and then um yeah so that's kind of partially how I remember that and then like I said just really kind of um that that season probably didn't end how obviously you guys would have wanted but like I yeah. said getting over that hump and kind of getting you know when we talked to several players and coaches on the podcast too it's you have to first get to Wells Fargo like you, you're not showing up to Wells Fargo and, and winning state in your first year very rarely like you yeah. there are things that you have to learn it's a different environment it's a different experience it's a different schedule it's just there's just a lot of 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 growing pains that kind of comes with being able to win at the state tournament and I feel yeah. like that that just kind of that was the start of it and so right. um for you to obviously you know like it sounds like personally to have that success as a, as a freshman you know and and have those teammates and have that experience so well as Fargo was definitely something that uh, kind of set you and the program up and so then I want to fast forward uh just move slightly past your sophomore year and look at that junior year um mm -hmm. and so junior year would have been 18-19 season in which that um uh you ended up losing to valley out we'll talk about state here in just a minute but i want to talk about a game that i'm sure that you remember i remember quite vividly but it would be the southeast polk game at johnston um so that, 
So, so it would have been towards the end of the year. Okay. Um, I think probably late January, if I remember correctly. But uh, so this is a big game because Southeast Polk, obviously really good. Um, you know, a team with uh, Larkins and um, Maggie McGraw. Um, oh, yeah, which, they were cold. Super, I that. super talented. So you guys end up uh, getting the win uh, 89-67. So a ton of points yeah. um, were scored yeah. in this game. And you guys pulled away <laughs> late because it was a high-intensity game from the start. And it was a battle of stars back and forth. Um, mm -hmm. because if you look at it, you led the way with 28, um, Reagan had 21, Maddie had 20. So you look up at the scoreboard and you have three girls over 20 up on one team. And you look over on the other side, Grace ended with 24, Maggie ended with 23. And so you had just performances from players that was just unbelievable. It was one of the, the, the better games that I watched. And so, uh, take me through a little bit of, of, of what you remember about that back and forth. I mean, you guys, yeah. it was just everybody was out getting buckets and it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Yeah. So even it's, it, it's, it's great because I was on Twitter like two days ago and what I really like about playing with those girls and it looks like it, it's carrying over now is Jillick tweeted something about how there was like three starters, almost everybody scored in the game that they played the other day and three starters were like over 15 points. And I think Jillick does a really good job of coaching like that balance that not one person can do all the scoring to win. And I think we learned that pretty early on. Um, I, can, I can't, I'm not going to drop 30 and we're going to win. And I'm the only one who drops it. You know, that was the great balance that we had with Maddie, Reagan, Kendall, Macy Thompson. And when we all scored, you know, 10, 15, we, we were guaranteed to win. I mean, it was very, very hard stopping teams like that. And it, it, it's great to see looking back at those younger girls now that they're doing the same thing. And I hope players know that now that one person scoring a lot, not having, you know, your teammates involved in, not scoring as much it's going to be hard to win games especially at the d1 level and that's what I really liked about Johnson and liked about my teammates I could have a great performance um and still win but it's 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 rare it's it's hard to do that and I remember that game I do remember that game that I used that we bring it up well I had 28 in Reagan and Maddie yeah it's hard to beat teams to defend oh. to defend when three girls are scoring 20 like and that was that was our mindset that year we really really wanted to win state that year with Reagan that being her last year we wanted to win it for her and not having one in Johnson program that was huge and beating um Southeast Polk I think Southeast Polk Indianola and like Dowling were like our top three we gotta win these games um and we just dominated and it just goes back to show like defending teams that are having multiple people in double figures it's, it's gonna be hard to beat and I think and I know not even think I know Jill like tells that to his teams to this day is it's that's kind of got to be the goal and getting everyone involved in playing team basketball so is is that just something that he you know on a day-to-day -day basis is just always always I mean like talking about or is is he specifically calling plays you know hey Maya scored a couple buckets here let's get somebody else involved or is it a little bit of both or how does that work on on the on the coaching side for him yeah I think um I think Jillick is is very much team basketball he wants a lot of players involved. If, if I, I, if I got the hot hand, he maybe call a three for me in, in that Davenport North game. Um, I think I had a hot hand that game and he was like, let's draw it up for my, I think um, it was first page Siren. She ended up missing it. And then it went out of bounds and it was still our ball. That's what had happened. Um, but you know, who's ever got the hot hand. If, if, 
if Maddie mocks killing at that game, we're going to throw it into the post with her and let her go to work. Um, but he's all about team basketball. I think um, he would drop some plays for me and, and plays for Reagan and he, he would keep it pretty much balanced, but I don't think it's necessarily like if I'm scoring 20, let's try to get other people involved. If I got the hot hand, he's going to, he's going to let me do a thing. And, and that's, one of the reasons why at a young age, my dad was like this, and then Dixon was like it, Jellick's like that. And, and Oakland brought a new offense into our program this year. And we, we like to play fast. I think that me as a point guard, I like to take those high risk, high reward plays. And I like, I like to push the ball. And I think that's kind of a trend through all my coaches is that they kind of give me um, the freeness to do so. Um, and I'm, I'm pushing the ball. I, I really am. And, and speaking of, of Carly Rucker, she taught me some tremendous amount of things. And I think the difference between her and I is, is I'm not going to compare to Carly. I, um, we have different shoes to fill. And I think that's one of the questions that I get. Are, are you going to fill Carly Rucker's shoes? I, there's no, I'm not going to fill her shoes. No, she's a, she's a different player than me. She's great. She did amazing things, but we're two different players in a sense mm-hmm. where I'm more of a high risk. I'm going to, I'm going to make the little tougher pass, you know, and, and Carly was really, really smart. She, she knew where everyone needed to be at all times and I'm not quite there yet. And I think she did a really good job of, of teaching me those things and um, shout out to Carly Rucker because we're still best friends to this day. And um, we're not, we're not competing for a, for a spot. We were never, that was never, that was never us. Um, but she's taught me a lot and, I think I just push the ball, push, push, push. That's what Oakland says every day in practice. We want to get, we want to get the ball over half court in three seconds. And I think, and I think that's what, what it's like. So. Which, which, uh, which you did, you did a lot of too. I mean, that's, it comes, comes easy. It comes natural for you. And I I mean, I would agree, obviously the strength of yours is being able to make decisions quickly. Um, And so that's something where Mm -hmm. you, you, you're used to, and you've been playing at a fast pace for a long time. And so there's no reason um to try to change that or to try to to, to make your game differently and try yeah. to eat, you know go half court breakdown you know um formations type of thing and so um and even too going back to your guys' style and even that game I mean when you look at a game against Southeast Polk like with you having 28 and then you know Reagan having 21 like the difference on the where your guys' buckets come from, I mean, Reagan's around the floor. She's getting some layups and stuff too. But, yeah. you know, a lot of that is, okay, push. What do we have? Not there. Throw it into Reagan. Can she score? If not, then it's a kick out on you. Like, you're not – I mean, you, you'll you run by people and get layups, but you're not scoring a ton in transition, but you're getting a trail and you're getting a pick and pop, and then you're getting yeah. able to play downhill. And so for you guys to score both ways. And then Maddie, you know, she's a lot of time – a lot of her buckets – came off of like rebounds offensive I was rebounds. gonna say she was like the leading rebounder in state our senior year and and that's huge like I think people underestimate those kind of stats like um yeah scoring 28 that's great but but did I give up some some baskets did I let Maggie McGraw score I, I probably very much did and that's I think that's um what's really underrated in basketball and, and shout out to Maddie Mock because her rebounds were insane. Like she averaged like 10 rebounds a game. And, um, and that's the type of stats that we needed that year. And, and that's one thing Maddie did a really good job of, of stepping up. If she, if she's scoring five, who cares? You know, she's making those, she's making those defensive plays. She's getting those offensive rebounds. And, and that's what people don't pay attention to nowadays. And I think that um, giving credit where it's due and, like Grace Buffelli, my roommate, is insane on the boards as well. And um, 
they might be talking about me after the Iowa State game for scoring 23, but Grace had like dang near a double double, and her rebounds are absurd. And I think people need to give credit because that's hard. I mean, that, oh, yeah. playing against yeah. that six six girl at <laughs> Iowa State getting those rebounds, I mean, that's hard. So, um, yeah, Maddie Maddie did a great job of of those. I'm I'm gonna go grab a charger so my phone doesn't die. But you guys are more than welcome to keep asking questions. I just don't want my phone to die. All right, no, we love it. Um, uh, so then uh, one of the other big games and then would, would also become a bigger game that junior year, um, was a Valley, um, obviously with Zoe over at Valley, um, was actually in the house for that one at Johnston and you guys frustrated the heck out of her. Um, she got in foul trouble, um, at the game at Johnston that year. And you guys got a really nice yeah. win, um, against them at home. Um, really just handled handled things from start to finish and didn't she never really got kind of got going in that one um, yeah. but then so second round at state then that junior year you run into uh, obviously what's going to eventually be the state champion that year um, but a close back to back uh, back and forth battle with with the Tigers what do you what do you remember uh, um, unfortunately about uh, about that game your junior yeah and I never will watch that game on huddle because it makes me mad to this day. Fun <laughs> I, fact, because I, I yeah. believe it. We, shout, we out to, talk no, about shout out to, to Valley. Yeah, no, we definitely do. Um, yeah, at home, I think Jillick did a good job of kind of putting our best defender on their, their best offensive player. Um, disrupting a Zoe Young, a Caitlin Clark, a Grace Larkins is hard. I mean, that's another stat that goes is very underrated and passed by because it's hard to guard their, their best player, especially as Zoe young, like disrupting her, getting in her head. That's, that's what we try to do. Um, yeah, we, we, we won a good one at home. And then at Wells Fargo, I think we were up with what I remember we were up with up seven with two minutes left. Mm -hmm. And at that, at that point, I think we got a little greedy by thinking, oh, we have it in the bag, but with a Shea Fuller and a Zoe Young, not, not with, not with their range, they're going to come back. So they pressed us and that rattled us. I remember that they pressed me. Um, I had like a turnover, two turnovers in the end, or we had like a combined four turnovers in the last two minutes. And that's, that's what, that's what got us. And I think just staying poised, in those situations, knowing teams are going to press, you know, it's a big game. It's the semifinals. Um, no, they did, a, they did a good job of, of getting us rattled and pressuring us because obviously the results showed that we couldn't handle that at that time. And it, it was definitely a heartbreaker. And I think that it stinks that we couldn't win with that team with Reagan and in, in our, in our seniors, because they deserved it as much as we did this, the, my senior year. And it, it, it was it was a tough one. It's a tough one to still handle to this day because for them, I really wish that we could have won that game because I think going into the state championship, winning that game, if we would have won, I think we would have won it all. I think to this day, I think with that momentum, beating Zoe Young and her team and, and taking on Southeast Polk, we, we could have we could have won our state championship that year, but it didn't happen. And and, and that's just kind of what happens with life. Sometimes things happen and uh, it was unfortunate that we couldn't win but yeah so well obviously as competitors we want to win them all but i do think that right. losing losing that game though is 
what propelled you guys to win the one the next year that we'll get to yeah. here in a minute. Yeah. Um, and then also, again, going back to that freshman year now, that felt a little bit like a turning point of, you know, hey, hey, that sucked. Like, we're going to get to the championship. Like, we did we did mm -hmm. not like that feeling. And so I think that there was right. a lot of meaning behind that. And, and going back to your point, too, I think that that's one of those things where, you know, you talked about the pressure kind of got uh, cranked up a little bit there towards the end. And, and it's hard with a team that plays a certain style like you guys do a fast pace, you know, yeah. up and down situation. And now all of a sudden happened to try to figure out how do we dial this back? You know, we have yeah. a seven point lead, you know, you guys felt like you got a little conservative down the stretch and um, took you a little bit out of your comfort zone um you know and then it, it's something where i credit them because they made some big shots down the stretch yep. um but yeah that that was a tough one um tough one on on all basis to see get away because like you said i agree too i think if you if you beat valley um i do think you go on and beat southeast polk yeah um, and are able to to get that one um for reagan but not the way that the not the way the cookie crumbles and so uh yeah that means a big summer from you guys and preparing and hungry. Um, I, I think probably the, the biggest growth, like I said, I think that led towards the phenomenal year, your senior year. Um, but I mean, Kendall need from that, from her junior year to you guys, the senior year, I mean, she came, came back. I mean, she was a completely different player when you guys walked Crazy. out on the floor your senior year. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I think, I think my freshman year, so Maddie Mock and I got moved to varsity our, our freshman year. I think I might've been the first freshman to go. And then Maddie got pulled up like a week later. And then Kendall was on the freshman team. She wasn't even on varsity. And that just shows what I talked about earlier, getting in the gym, working on, working on your weaknesses, starting at a young age, and you're going to have results like that. And she's playing at the highest level right now. And 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 that just goes to show how hard she worked for not only herself but for our team and then winning the state championship so real quick just because oakland's involved in this too so her sophomore year um you know she was still she was long and lean and still kind of trying to figure things out but mm -hmm. she had a she had a really nice shot like good looking shot um you know and didn't play a ton um your guys' sophomore year but got out there a little bit as a sophomore and I, yes. I saw her um, play, and at the time, um, Oakland was at Upper Iowa. And I, yeah. as a sophomore, I texted her, and I'm like, hey, this this Kendall Need girl, I'm like, you're going to have to keep an eye on her. Um, I'm like, yeah. there's there's some there's some ability there, you know. Um, I And then, like I said, I, but I didn't expect her to make that jump that she did from, from oh, her yeah. senior year to your senior year. Um, and just kind of stepped in and, and filled that role, like you said, that you guys – you guys already had, um, you know, things moving with you and you and Maddie and, you know, Kendall playing a big role as a junior already too, but like her, her presence. Um, and then obviously Anna stepping up um, your, your senior year as well too. Um, yep. You know, you guys had, had, had a really good year. Like I said, cherry on top that we'll get to, but um, we, we keep talking about her, but this, this game at Dowling your senior year. At Dowling, we lost didn't we yeah it was bad like, it, was, I <laughs> it was really bad I remember I don't even think Jillick said anything after the game I think he was just like that's how you're gonna play that's the result you're gonna get we we're like you know when coaches don't really say anything it's like oh we really messed up and I think and I think that was kind of our turning point is yeah. is that's right now in this very moment that's the best team in the state 
that's the best team that's going to dominate every single game. I don't care about if they have Caitlin Clark. She's leading that team to win, to win it all. And I think that was kind of our mindset moving forward. Like, that's the best team in the state. We're going to have to prove some people wrong now after people came to watch us. And I, I like how um, Coach Warren, she says before most of our games at home, she'll say, Imagine if someone in the stands right now is watching you for the first time, what impression do you want to leave on them? And I really like that. She says that because it's true, because what if those Dowling fans were like, Ooh, it's going to be a good game. And then they blow us out like that. And, and that's, that's what people's first impression was um, coming into their place and playing like that. Caitlin Clark hit like a half court shot. I think that game she had, we were like, she oh, had 40, we're in for a treat if we're going to keep playing like this. And, yeah, oh yeah, had, 42, 45, something like that. She yeah. she was absurd that game. Absolutely. She, yeah, she, you're gonna get nights like that where you'll be lucky to hold her to 20. It was so that was one of the it was funny too because that was I was I went to that game too. Um that was that was a fun game because that's an old gym. I love old gyms. That was that's an old gym. Um, you know, people were excited. It was it was uh second half of the year too, and so you're kind of getting ready, preparing for state and, and yep. all that stuff too. And then yeah, I mean, I like I said, I've seen you I watched you guys play a ton of games and obviously not anywhere near what you guys are were capable of. And it was just yeah. a rough night. But it's funny though how it's funny how those those you kind of need those in the middle somewhere to, to kind of a yep. little bit of a wake up to be like, hey, yep. uh, this this isn't this isn't as easy as you might think it, it, it yep. as it's going to be. Um, yep. And so then let's fast forward to the state um, tournament, your senior year, quite a run. You went through uh, some really good teams, beat Southeast Polk. Um, so we have mm -hmm. some traditional um, powerhouses and girls basketball down there. You beat Southeast Polk in the first round. Um, beat a really good city high team, uh, which, you know, on paper was looking like that was going to be a really tough matchup, just the different in style and yeah, yeah, the way that sure. they play different than you guys. It's like, oh, okay, they're going to kind of slow us down and beat on us a little bit. Like, how's this going to go? And you guys pretty much came out and, and um, hit them in the mouth to start with and, and kind of um, yeah. ran away with that one a little bit. And so, Sets up the uh, what's going to be the first of three installments of uh, Johnston Waukee in mm -hmm. the uh, in the championship, and so yep. um, so you've been there, you've been at state tournament before. You that, like that whole thing's not new, but this is the first time in the state championship. And so, what do you remember about leading up to those moments and um, preparing yeah. for the state championship? Yeah, starting off with Southeast Polk, I think we that was a really good start, you know, and coming into it going into state and Dowling not making it to state that's kind of where it started off like oh this is good now we really now we really have to step it up right and um Southeast Polk great win good start we all contributed and contributed in different ways and I think um moving to City High Maddie Mott got in foul trouble towards the end and we ended up winning by like I think 10 and having Maddie Mock in foul trouble, that's not what we want. And I know her ankle was kind of hurting throughout the tournament. So she was she was putting up good numbers with a hurt ankle. And um, I think that City High game was like, we haven't, we haven't made it past semifinals. So it's like, this was a different feeling for us. We've never, I've never experienced a championship game. So it was, it was a different surreal feeling for sure. Um, we make we beat them really a good team with Aubrey Jones, 
Rose Nakumu, Pedroka, like very good, you know, on paper, really good matchup. And then um, going to the Waukee game, they were ranked one and we were ranked three. And I think Coach Schillick says their younger team pressure's on them. They're number one. And I think it was kind of nice going in to state three in that four or five range. It's nice. You don't have as much pressure on you. And um, well-coached team. I really like their coach. Um, I just, I think on those kind of games, I kind of knew. I kind of knew we had, to, we started off really hot. And then third quarter gave up some nice shots. They broke a, like records the year after shooting threes. That walkie program was insane. Their three-point percentage is that, how many did they break the record or something yeah it was ridiculous that following it, year against they Johnson, made like 25 threes yeah and they were so shooting their program was it was ridiculous they were shooting like 75 yeah. percent in like the third quarter and they had made like in, threes. insane and it was basically the same team yeah so we yep. were we knew we knew um being a veteran team we had to take care of business and um i don't know if jillick has ever told anybody this but it was probably the first week of practice. Me and Kendall need, and Maddie walked up to Jillick, and I don't know if anybody knows this, but we went up to him and we looked at him and we're like, we're, we're going to win state this year. And he was like, well, you know, well, you know, it's harder said than done. Um, you guys, you got to prepare for it. And I was like, no, no, we're going to win state. We're going to, we're going to do it this year. This is our year. Um, forget about last year. Um, made some mistakes on the stretch, but th- this is our year to start clean, to get prepared and um and get the job done and I just remember that that surreal feeling finally finally doing it for for the fans for the community for the school and and for Jillick and yeah he's he's been there many times and we finally got the job done and it 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 was a it was a really good feeling and I'll never forget that and I think um doing it with that those girls that I played with since I was young and JBC Kendall Amanda played for JBC and, and that was just th- that hard work that we put in and it finally paid off and it, and it felt great so going back to this going into the state championship game mm-hmm. comparing it to that uh freshman sub-state game uh where you quote said yeah. you're peeing in your pants what kind of yes. uh what kind <laughs> of pressure like where were we at were you yeah. are you senior been here done that matured like a little bit more like there's obviously an element of the game of basketball as your skills and as your maturity, like there's a, there's a confidence that comes with knowing like, Hey, I'm going to have an opportunity to impact this game that you start to see where, like you said, in the younger days, you're kind of like, just don't mess up, like go out and play good. Don't yeah, mess up. No, you know what I mean? So, so what, how was the mindset going in? Was it a little different? Was it still like, obviously a shit ton of butterflies, but uh, like what, yeah. what do you remember about a pregame leading up to that? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was peeing my pants my freshman year. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna lie to you guys. It was, it was terrifying. And, and that's a mindset that's hard to change as, as you're young like that is I don't want to mess up. It's my first game on varsity. I, I can't turn the ball over. I'm going to get yelled at. Like, and it's hard as you know, being there before it's hard to change your mindset. And then getting, I think towards my junior year with Jillick and me being a captain and me having to it's my turn to you know take care of these um, underclassmen and figuring out how to train their mind to be to be a good basketball player and um 
I think I, that was probably my turning point where it's like, you know what? Pressure is a privilege, you know? And I had a lot of pressure on me in high school. Um, and it all started with the freshman year. I think people kind of knew who I was and a lot of eyes were on me. And I, and I finally kind of stood up to that battle of pressure is a privilege and, and I'm going to roll with it and I'm going to be mature and I'm going to be confident and going into that, that, that championship game I think that was kind of when the flip switched and I was like you know what I'm a veteran I'm a senior I'm the point guard of this this team and and I'm going to get the job done for my team it was it was ultimately all for for the coaches and for the team and and yeah those opportunities we couldn't let that one slip away that's for sure yeah that was um that was good that was exciting obviously had to had to definitely feel um obviously joy but also a little sense of relief uh when it when it happened yeah. and, uh, yeah. and the horn goes off and you get an opportunity to like you said celebrate with the girls you grew up with um playing with and put so much blood sweat and tears in and a, a program and a city and a community that uh was yearning for that and so that was definitely yeah. had to be something um that that felt really good uh so so you personally where so your floater game is next level like your, your ability to, to hit the floater i i assume that developed from um from the from the size and needing to get it over yeah. uh, top a few taller girls but where did where did that come about and is that something that you drilled quite so, often or what's the deal there yeah so as a little kid my dad we would go to the gym and i would just you know on not a funny level but a funny level, I would just chuck up shots. And as I would do that in the gym, like I would practice those half court shots and I'd practice those like the Davenport, I would just chuck it up there. You know, I practiced those shots and in turn that kind of helped me. And I remember we were playing, I was with JBC, we we're up in Ames and I, and I was right by the rim and I threw it over my head and it went in just like a little layup over my head. And I think my dad was kind of like, oh my gosh, don't ever do that again. But I made it. So he wasn't mad at me, but kind of learning and practicing those funky shots kind of helped and my floater like you said with with those six 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 five girls in the lane I, I either got a jump stop and kick it out or hit that floater and I think with a lot of practice and my dad would make me do them with my left hand too um it definitely helped just 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 staying with it practicing it that floater is definitely my signature move um yeah Wait. Yeah. When you have your the, the thing, you're able to recognize it, you're to have to get into the floater a lot quicker than most. And so it's like you're not floating into the contact with, you know, you will see some younger mm -hmm. players or some people struggle with is, oh, I, I can't get to the rim now I got to go to the floater like you can kind of already tell that you're like, hey, if I can get to eight feet, I'm getting to my floater, yeah, um, yeah. which helps you a lot. Are you um are you open hand do you open hand float or do you snap your wrist like a kind of more of your jump shot I think I'm an open hand floater I think if you go look at the film I think that I kind of just boom just right away like you said when I get in that little range um if there's a defender down low I'm always floating it up I, I'm not and coach Warren's really trying to get me to jump stop go into contact right and then as a player that you need to be versatile and you need to learn how to do that so um, I think when I get in that range, if I'm doing a little in out and getting downhill, I'm always going to shoot that little floater. And when it's not falling, because there's some games where I'm actually not, you know, making them like I normally do. And, and I think that happened. What game was it? 
it wasn't Creighton. It might have been South Dakota where I wasn't really hitting those layups like I normally do. And I don't know if it's that old gym or what was the crowd. And um, I, I need to learn how to jump stop, either get into contact or or kick it out. And I think, you know, kind of distinguishing how much space you have with, within the hoop and taking a lot of practice and stuff like that is is definitely step one. From what uh, I've seen a little bit of the this year and just your college game, though, you've kind of you've also now you're, you're a little slippery. You get underneath and get to the scoop shot. It seems like you're able to get yeah. underneath as some of these girls now yeah. get that extra step, get underneath quick, obviously get get it up uh, on the glass as quickly as possible. And so um, obviously, right. obviously continue to grow and continue to develop um, your game. But uh Going to the college level, what do you think has been the biggest the biggest transition as far as for for you personally and um, and what you've what you've had to kind of grow and adapt? Yeah, so I think the cliche answer would be pace, but like we talked about earlier, my pace ever since I was a kid was fast, so I've been used to that. Um, you know, the first couple games my freshman year here, it was it was it was hard to adjust with the pace, and it was different, but ultimately I was kind of used to that. So I would go in a different route by saying we kind of touched base on this a little bit about saying my communication as a point guard and at this high d1 level i need to know where my post is supposed to be at this play i need to make the high risk high reward pass i need to keep pushing the ball i need to know how much time is on the shot clock um and um i think aau helped me with the shot clock not i know high school we didn't have that so i wish we did but um, AAU helped me with the shot clock and getting adjusting to that. And I think just kind of knowing the intelligence of the game, making the right plays, doing stuff like that um, in college, because the more possessions you have in Oakland touches space with this a lot, having the more possessions, you get more opportunities. Getting a offensive rebound is another opportunity. So getting as much opportunity as we can, making those smart, good plays as a point guard, um, is, is something I'm working on right now and um, that I had to adjust to the most. Because I know Jillick, and this is what I really liked about Jillick, he, he would just let me go, go, push, 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 go, 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 go. And I think now it's a little bit of adjustment where I, I need to slow down a little bit, make the right plays um, down the stretch in that South Dakota game. Um, we Like I said, we got fatigued and it, it was harder, but in just kind of slowing the ball down, um, making that, the smart play, um, not being so impulsive and making those risky passes down the stretch, I think is something that I've had to, you know, uh, grasp, grasp onto, but, um, yeah, just adjusting to that and, and being a communicator on the floor and, and kind of holding my teammates accountable and doing stuff like that is, is definitely a, it's a big step for me and I'm still learning to this day. I would, yeah, I would say that valuing the basketball, you know, it's something where you want to play quick. You, you want to, you know, you want to get downhill, you want to put pressure mm -hmm. on the defense. Um, but then, yeah, like you said, ultimately being able to make the make still making a quick decision, but making the right decision. Um, and right. I think, I think from, again, comparing the high school to the college level high school, it doesn't matter where um, you're able to get yeah. away with a few more mistakes, um, especially, yeah. especially, you know, a, a player of your caliber, but a team of, of, of that level too at Johnson has allowed you to kind of, you know, make mistakes and be able to turn right back around and, and yeah. do it again, where 
now at the college level, like everybody can give it to you. And so it's like, you gotta, oh, yeah. you know, we, we gotta make sure that we're getting, we're still putting pressure on when we're taking care of the ball. Um, right. So we had coach Oakland on just, uh, just a, a few weeks ago and he actually, uh, so talking coach Warren and, and he, he quoted that you and I, you know, especially here in the Valley and in Iowa might be, might be point guard you. Um, any, any truth, to, to any truth to that? And this is where point guards go to get better and dominate. Yeah. Like, what are your thoughts yeah. on that? Well, I mean, starting off with, with coach Warren, uh, dominating as a point guard, I think, um, learning from her and just kind of looking back at the years um, past and seeing all those good point guards go through the program. I think it's, it's an honor to be a part of that. And it's, an, it's good to, uh, you know, hear her out every day and um point guard you I, I would I like to I like that I like that and um hearing that you know like I said it's an honor and I think um Oakland with with our new offense and our new pace every day you know he's teaching me all these these great things and then having Taryn um the, our other point guard come in and, and now the role that I have to fulfill is is how can I teach her and in turn, how can she teach me some things? Maybe not, I'm not seeing on the floor, but she's seen from the bench and vice versa. So I think the rich tradition of our point guards at UNI, I mean, look at Carly Rucker, um, look at all these other point guards going through here. They're very, very successful and it's good shoes to fill. And yeah, I'm excited for it. So point guard you, Oakland hit it on the spot. Shout out go. Oakland. I think, I think that's a good, I think that's a good way to put it. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I've been impressed with what you've seen from Taryn too. Like you said, um, for, oh, yeah. for, for a true freshman, she's got a, a really good skill set. Um, and I, and two, to your point, I think compliments you really well as well to have the ability to, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, I mean, she's only a freshman, but it's kind of a little thunder and lightning. Like you're, you're, you're the lightning, you're quick flying all over. Not that she's not quick, but it's like, she can kind of be a little more methodical um with that second set yeah, and, um, which is good yeah so um yeah, her defensive effort is is insane yeah I, I i will admit that too um seeing a little bit on tape and, and yeah. watching that practice uh you guys had this fall um i was i was impressed for a freshman i mean well we'll i think all three of us can can speak highly to the offensive side of the ball but the defensive side of the ball <laughs> I mean, defense is its own that, monster. That's, that's something, yeah, that's something I definitely need to work on is defense. I think Coach Warren reminds me in practice to stay in a stance and and get better at defense. But Taryn, like speaking of Taryn, she's she she's she picked my pocket sometimes in practice, and it it, it definitely uh, she she keeps me humble and she does a great job of making me better, and and that's what I got to do to her. And and the point guards coming out of this this university i think we're, we're really excited and i'm excited that taryn you know i'm glad we complement each other well and, and just teaching her things and yeah we're definitely excited and really happy for her she's doing she's doing really good so far as a true freshman her and riley gobel um i think getting those nerves out of the way the first couple games um that's that's always what's going to happen just that adjustment that's just what happens and um yeah so who would, who did you say, or who do you try to emulate or how would you compare your game to somebody who's never seen you play? Like, who would you say, or is there somebody that you watch that you're like, I, you know, I, yeah. I kind of try to steal things from them. Yeah. So um, I mentioned this a little earlier, coach Warren, for me, 
our word is kind of like poise. It's got to stay really poised. The body language is what people see. I think as a, a player, um, I like to I like to get downhill. Like I like to shoot the three, um, the floater, the floater game. Um, I'm gonna hit a few floaters. Um, one of the things I'm not super big on stats. Um, but I really like assisting the ball. I really like sharing the ball with the teammates, making the extra pass, um, maybe even getting a little fancy. There was a game against, was it Tulane? One of the games in Cancun, I hit, hit like a in between the legs to Kaba, our three point shooter. And I, I like to I like to get a little fancy here and there. Um, I think one thing is. Um, I like to be exciting. I like to be exciting on the floor, getting excited. Um, if Grace gets an and one, I just like to be that kind of like energizer bunny. I think that's kind of one way I would put it. Um, last year, my role was completely different. Um, obviously, Carly was starting and I would come in for a two minute stretch and I had to bring that energy. And I think this year my role is a little different where I, versus what I'm when I'm starting. I got to bring that energy right off um, right away. And if I don't do that, Taryn's got to come in. So, it, you know, you kind of get passed down and you figure out your role. And I think that's something that's hard at a college level is figuring out your role and figuring out this team sport. And and you got to play your role to a T. And, and that's how you're going to win a lot of games. Um, but being that energizer bunny and kind of bringing that emotion to the game, it's what I like to do. I like to make those those fancy passes. Um yeah, I would say I, a lot. I got a player. I, and that's I got a player count. I got a player count for Go you. Go ahead. So Go I would ahead. say that you're the 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 blow rim version of Ja Morant. And you know what? That's my favorite player in the NBA right Love now. Love it. Makes it my makes my com- my computer. My computer. I have a sticker of him on my laptop. Um, so I see him every day. I, 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 and he's from Murray State. If only he was still in co- college and they just joined our conference, if only I could meet him and, and follow him a little bit more now at the collegiate <laughs> level. But um, no, I think he is, he's flashy, he's crafty. Um, he, I was going to mention him, and I don't know if you guys know who Carson Edwards is. He oh, yeah. played for Purdue. Purdue, yeah. I, and my roommates can attest to this. I, I love him. Like he he played um against Virginia in the Elite Eight. It, it, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and he's had what 42? Uh, that game 42, I was just yeah. I was sitting in my in my house back in Des Moines and I was like, who is this guy? And it, it was one of those moments where it was like, this is the first game I watched. This is my first impression of him. And I followed him ever since. And I know I think he plays overseas now, but he played for the Celtics um for a little bit. And um he he was that poised point guard um, who shot the three, get to the rim. Um, and that's the kind of point guards that I like to watch. And, and John Moran, he's just fun to watch. And, and that's one thing that I really appreciate uh, people saying is, is, is that they like to watch basketball. They like to watch fun basketball. And when we're pushing as a team and we're going fast, and that's why people love men's basketball. They're strong. They're fast. But playing fast as a women's basketball team, it's fun to watch, and and that's kind of our ultimate goal. Yeah, I so with the undersized, obviously both those two guys, but John Morant, you know, being yeah. wiry, being undersized, you know, being creative, some creative finishes. 
um, like you said, being a little flashy and then kind of, you know, the ultimate well, energy and then the ultimate teammate. I mean, he's a guy that, mm-hmm. you know, gets excited for his teammates and yeah. you know, does those things. And so, uh, so yeah, Dancing so I would a say that's, yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. You, you, you tend <laughs> to, tend to get to, yeah, yeah, see, that's you, that's you, that is your player comp for sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> that's great. I like, I like that comparison and yeah, he, he's a good player. He's a fun player to watch in the mid major, those underdogs. I would mm-hmm. have considered him an underdog and um, growing up, that's kind of like what I was. And, and yeah, he's a great player. I definitely look up to him. Yeah, that's great. And that was a, <clears throat> I was a, I was a pretty big Carson Edwards guy. Actually, I was really excited about him in the NBA. I thought he'd be a lot better than he, uh, yeah, than he was. I don't, but, you know uh, what happened? I, I mean, he got drafted by Boston, I'm pretty sure. And then uh, I yeah. think he saw a couple of minutes of playing time here and there, but um. I'm sure. I'm sure he's killing overseas. That guy could. That guy could fill it up. He's fun to oh, watch. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, well, awesome. Hey, it's been great uh, to learn a little bit more about you. It's been great to hear. Um, it, it's been great to hear your stories uh, and advice. Honestly, that's been one of the better parts for me to listen to. So we appreciate that. But yeah. we like to end our um, our episodes with a little section we call rapid fire. Brian hits you with the tough questions uh, that that we wait till the end about, um, and you just let us know what comes to your head first. All right, let's do it. All right, first one we always uh, we always lead with um, favorite visiting gym or arena you've had an opportunity to play in. Ooh. Who to, conference or non conference? Whatever, whatever place Any. that you're just like this place. Drake. This is this is sick. I like I like I like playing at Drake only because it's my hometown and I like the atmosphere and i like how the stands are basically on top of you it's so yep. steep in there and it's loud the lights are a little bright i'm not gonna lie lights are a little bright but <laughs> drake i like i like that competition and the energy that that dream brings nice well that's yeah obviously the nap center is a lot of a lot of fun um it's a great place to watch or to play basketball but then you add in the the drake you and i rivalry on top of that and so yep, that, it's the uh, rivalry ultimately it's the rivalry i think that's that, that that's good well we'll check back after you get an opportunity to play in carver though too to see what you what you think of that experience yeah for sure i I was almost gonna say that and i'm like i haven't played there yet (laughs) (laughs) that'll be fun so um favorite sports movie Ooh, loving basketball or like mike Oh man. Like Mike, like probably Mike. my number one. Like Mike's probably wow. my number one. That's so good. <laughs> my kid my kids, I think actually I think it was my six year old. She she got she got on one of the found our old Like Mike DVD and I think we killed that for a week straight. Yeah. Like just every day watching Like Mike. So. Oh, that's the best movie. Bow Wow is, is yeah, it's crazy. Just killing in that. That's good. Um what uh what's a what's a song or artist you have to have on your game day playlist? Ooh, that's good. Um I listen to a lot of Drake and I think for me my playlist kind of stays steady. So I'm not listening to different songs on game day. I kind of listen to what I normally listen to and I would say I don't know if you guys heard of SZA. She just dropped an album. I really like her. Yeah. Um more of like that R&B kind of type, kind of calm um, music. Drake, Uzi. Um, I, I'm a little bit all over the place sometimes, but yeah, I would just say on game day, it's not anything different for That's me. Good. 
do you have uh, so game day routine do you have anything any superstition or yeah. something that you have to do um I would say coach Warren is very superstitious and I was never like that in high school, but now I'm kind of adapting a little bit of a routine, nothing, anything specific. Um, getting the gym a little early. Like we all like to get there a little bit early, kind of mm -hmm. like to listen to some, some good music in the locker room, getting excited. Um, I like, we just got a big acai in Cedar Falls, and that's like nice. those acai bowls. I like getting those before games, Panera bagels before games. Um, I like this little uh, pita pit burrito, this like breakfast burrito I put pita pit. I've gotten a couple of times before games. Just getting some good food in and listening to good music and just resting, I think is definitely something that's got to be in, yeah. in yeah. there. So. No, that's good. Um, so this probably a little bit more so after the game or – um, maybe on a day off, but we ask anybody who's ever spent probably more than two days in Cedar Falls this question. And so we got to ask you, um, peppers or mulligans, which one are you picking? Peppers. Ooh. All right. Do people say mulligans? What's the more popular answer? It, we were 50-50. That's a good question. We were 50-50 yeah. yeah, for a long true. time. We were 50 50 mm -hmm. for a long time because we're 50 50 on the pot. I, I'm Mulligan's and Adam's Peppers. And so, yeah. um, so we, we were 50 50 for a while, but I think the last couple have been Peppers. So I think Peppers. Been is, peppers yeah. 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 That's, I, I go there more, I would say. So that's kind of why my answer was like that. That's good. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, you have a all time favorite basketball shoe? I really like Kyrie's. I would say Kyrie's. I had a pair of Paul George's in aau and they were low top i'm more of like a low top i like mm -hmm. low top i think that looks better on my feet personally and it, they're a lot more comfortable for me um i think it's all about comfort at the end of the day and what you kind of light on your feet what you can run in so i like i like Kyrie's a lot Kyrie fours are nice really cool yeah. colorways so yeah you're gonna have to you're gonna have to find something new now though I need some, I need some, I need some Kobe. I know, right? I need some Kobe. That's what I need. Some, some nice Kobe's. There you go. Get on those Kobe sixes or something. Yeah. Some, get those, some KD's too. Get some fives. KD's there you nice. go. Yeah, you can do yeah. that. That's for sure. Um, who's the, uh, who's the greatest women's basketball player of all time? Oh, man. I got three. Can I say three? Sure, oh, that's not. <laughs> let's go. We'll Maya can, Moore. We can do three. Yeah. I'm okay. gonna go Maya Moore because she's probably been my kind of go-to who I follow. Okay. Um, Diana. Yeah. And Sue, I would say Sue Bird. Those are my top three. I really like Skylar Diggins. I really like. There's this girl. Um, her name's Brooke McCarty, who came out of Texas, yeah. a small point guard like me, was a really high bun like me. <laughs> um, I really, I really liked her. I followed her for 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 a long time. Um, I like the way she plays. She kind of introduced the reverse layup to me. I would watch her highlights back in high school while she was playing in Texas. So I think um, those three definitely look up to super legendary. Um, I think they kind of made a huge voice for women's sports in general um yeah. they did a really good job off the floor as well kind of you know listening to their opinions and learning new things from, from those legends i think is 
is always good for for women's sports and sports in general and i think they gave us a lot of publicity i think a lot of more people follow maybe not watch but follow women's basketball and i think it's it's thanks to those guys so yeah those and that's a, a really good a really talented list too um yeah admittedly i thought for sure you'd just jump to sue bird for whatever reason i thought that was gonna yeah, be their, their she, quick answer I, I but I, I think she would probably be my number one. I really like Maya more though. I can't. Yeah. I like her. Well, she's, I really like her. She was just a bucket. I mean, that. Oh, the, yeah. I mean, she, that, and the only reason why I say that, I mean, because her her style and your style are obviously worldly different. That's why, you, you know, yeah. you tend to kind of lean towards people that, you know, you see yourself more in. And so that's why I figured yeah, you go super right away. Which is true. Yeah. Super. Yeah. You, you can never go wrong. Those those are great players and they set a good example. Yeah, no. Well, good. All right. Um, so kind of a little bit of a two-part question. Um, we've, we've talked a lot about coach Warren uh, thus far on the podcast. And we've talked a lot about coach Oakland. Um, obviously coach Oakland, new to the program, uh, new to you to the program, obviously not new to the Panther family. He's been there and um, now back. And so yeah. what would you say the number one, number one takeaway thus far that you've learned from coach Warren and the number one takeaway in, in a half a year here with uh, coach Oakland. Yeah. So starting with coach Warren, I think um, I'm going to kind of steer off from non-basketball things. I think um, as a college athlete, um, not taking things for granted. I think that is one thing she's really taught us as a program um not taking things for granted when you get an opportunity to play Iowa State on your home floor take take advantage of that um and you know give it your all because you never know when the opportunity like COVID for example you never know when games are going to get taken away from you so taking advantage of those those big games and, and practices I mean you're not going to want to get up at 7 a.m every day like me as a player I'll admit to you right now it's hard it's hard but getting up taking advantage of the of those games and those practices early morning practices and lifting don't take those for granted because you never know when 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 one day something's going to happen and you're not going to get that back so she's really really emphasized that and I think when she was recruiting me she would always tell me hard over height and that was kind of me and her saying hard over height I'm small but I'm mighty um don't underestimate me for my size I got a big heart and I'm going to show that on the floor. I'm going to show my energy and, and, and that's kind of something we live by every day. So I know we both got sweatshirts that say hard over high. So that's, that's super, um, super close to our hearts. And I think that for Oakland, um, he, he's, he's taught, I mean, he's, I feel like he's been here forever because I've learned so much from him just in the small amount of time he's been here. But, um, I think Coach Oakland, one of the big things for him, and, and I probably watched film with him more than I have with any of the other coaches. Me and him love to watch film and love to kind of really um, get in the nitty-gritty of things. And Because and, film doesn't lie. He always tells me, film doesn't lie. And if I'm not – if I'm being lazy on D, he's going he's gonna to call me out. And, he, and, he, and I think the good thing about it is he has very high expectations for me. And from a standpoint where – as a player, it, it's hard to think about, but he's, he's, he's got big high expectations for me because he knows I can fulfill them. And I think staying engaged on defense and on the, 
both sides of the floor and holding my teammates accountable. Because as a player, you don't want to hear your coaches yelling at you 24-7 practices and games. you got to hear it from your teammates sometimes, right? And I think he does a really good of teaching me, I got to be that person. I got to be that person to get our team together and be like, hey, we can't, we can't let uh, Ashley Jones hit two back-to-back three. Come on. Like, we, I got to get on there, right? And I think he does a good job of, of leading me to lead them. He's a really good leader. He's he he loves the point guard position as much as as much as Coach Warren. Um, when it's not my fault, it is my fault. I'm the point guard, and, and, and he's he's taught me a lot. Um, but watching film with him and and diving deep and, and figuring out um, what I can do better is always room for improvement. We're never satisfied, and I think moving forward in this conference play, we're, we're gonna we're gonna dig deep and we're gonna figure out what we need to work on and, and get that done. No, that's great. Those are uh, wonderful answers. And I, I'll, I will add to that, that watching, watching your guys' practice, it's always fun to kind of see behind the scenes, but it's so interesting on how well that staff works together um, and yeah, how everybody sure. kind of stays in their lane and um, knows, you know, they're part of it and are really good at that part of it. You know, whether it's Coach Warren or Coach Nelson or Coach Oakland, um, you, you know, it's just a it's just a really cohesive staff. Um, and I think that that it shows on the court with your guys' play. Um, yeah, for so sure. That's awesome. That's uh, that's great. Um, all right. Two more. We'll get you out of here. One. Um, what uh, and you did this earlier, which is awesome. I appreciate it. But uh, what would be one piece of advice that you would give? to maybe a high school freshman or sophomore that has dreams of playing college basketball? Yeah, I think um, for me, let me say this. If I could go back and figure out what I needed to do, just just, just staying disciplined, because there's going to be some times before school you're not going to want to get up and, and hit the weights or, or get shots up. But just doing that, and going the extra mile because someone else is, if you're not up, someone else is, right? And I know I mentioned that before, but just staying disciplined um, and, and learning and listening. And I think one thing Coach Warren says t- to us as a team, um, you have one mouth and two ears. You can listen, listen, listen to those coaches. When you're being recruited, listen to what they have to say. Listen to what they're what they're looking for in their their program and being recruited I know that's hard and being in high school it's definitely a different experience but listen to those people listen listen to um your teammates and what they have to say because I think for me sometimes I would take that for granted and and um, if I make a bad play I'm walking down the I want to have a good attitude and that's that's something that people watch for too especially college coaches want to have a good attitude um but just just listening, staying disciplined, and, and staying true to yourself. I know as as a girl, as an athlete, you you go through some changes and you, you kind of figure out stuff with school and in drama. I, I know all that. I, I've been through all of that. And just it's just yeah. I would just say staying disciplined and, and staying true to yourself and, and working on your game and what you can do to be better because um, it's, it's a team sport. How can you contribute to to your team? and your role and just improving on and off the floor. That's great. No, that's good. When a discipline overcomes feelings, right? Because uh, discipline yeah, doesn't, absolutely. Care, doesn't, 
doesn't care how you feel. If you have the discipline, it's not going to always feel good. You're not going to always want to do it, but discipline overcomes that. So that's, uh, that's great advice. And, uh, so, so I lied because I said we only had one, but I'm going to throw one more. So we have two left still, um, (laughs) best, uh, best pizza in Iowa. Oh gosh, really? Okay. Um, I just had pizza for dinner. That's crazy. Let me think. (laughs) Best pizza in Iowa. So you have, I mean, it's pizza, pizza, it feels like pizza, basketball, and hip hop and, sh- and sneakers. There's like the four things that all go together. That's just, so what do you got pizza? <laughs> you know, you got to, oh so I'm, I'm buying you a little bit of time. Cause obviously um, we, have what, really like? we have a lot of really good options. We have a lot of really good options around, uh, <laughs> around Des Moines um, here to choose from, you know, from, uh, but there's also been some rumors of Chad's there in Cedar yeah. Falls making a run at some stuff. Have you been over to Chad's yet on the hill? I've had Chad's. I've okay. had Chad's before. It's good. It's up there. So you got so here's Chad's. The thing. You got Bong's down here. You got Papa's Pizzeria in Polk City. You got <laughs> you got the OP. You got. I mean, what do you? What do oh you? Oh my we, god! We, we like crazy. our pizza on here. This is no, this is a great, this is a great, this is great because here's the thing. I used to work at Domino's, right? And that's all the pizza I would eat. Thin yeah. crust. Domino's thin so crust, though. So I don't, I don't have any contesters that I can, I can relate because all I would eat in high school is Domino's because that's where I worked. So you know what I mean? But yeah. I will I will go a little bit out of the, the range. I'm going to go up to Minnesota. There's a place called Frank and Andrea's. And it's like you can buy by the slice. And it's these wow. big monster slices. And that right there, I'm going to say that's the best I've had in the Midwest. Like that right there is wow. the, the Brooklyn style, the pizza. You guys are going to have to try that and let me know. You're going to have to take a trip mm-hmm. up to, to Minneapolis right in the oh, city. Yeah. And that. Frank and Andreas, I'm giving them a shout out. That is wow. a great place because I, Chad's, the OP, been there. But Domino's was kind of like my go-to. So I, I wasn't <laughs> I wasn't broad in high school. And I haven't been right. back there since. Obviously, I'm here now. So um, I'm going to say Frank and Andreas, even though I, I steered off the question a little bit. No, that's that's great. You just, you just made a lot of listeners really happy, too. Like, yeah. it's <laughs> It's funny because we'll, I mean, legit, like, get, oh, hey, th- that last guest was great. Hey, uh, this new pizza place, like, people talk to us about pizza almost more than they talk yeah, to us about good, the Yeah, good, good, good. So, <laughs> so there you go. And now plenty of people making their trips up, up to the city. So that's, a, yeah, that's right? a good one. Let's put it on the list. So, all right, last yeah. one. We'll get you out of here. We appreciate the time and the insight. It's been, it's been great. But um, so what what is the best thing you talked a little bit about it in the recruiting process of finding the fit and finding the family uh that just yeah. seemed to make the most sense but uh what's the best thing about having the opportunity to be a uni panther i think the best thing that this program does is teaching us how to be better women and better people and i think um that was one of the emphasis on being recruited is you're going to come here to play basketball we are also going to come here and be an athlete and be a student athlete and kind of figure out life figure out what you want to do after college and I think they've really prepared us for the outside world and I know coach Nelson had said something um well let's go back to coach Oakland real quick we did an activity in Cancun 
And Coach Oakland, he said he used to teach a class and he, he did this with us. Um, we went into a conference room at the hotel and he did this activity where it was called My Why. And we all went around and talked about what is our purpose? What's our why? And we made like statements about my why is to radiate happiness so other people, um, for other people. And um, mine was something along those lines. And um, Coach, Coach Nelson's why was he wants to be able to teach, you know, young student athletes to be better people and to be better women and to fulfill this world and what all the life's challenges has for you. And, and, and that kind of opened my eyes a little bit because that's what this program is about. That's, it's not just about basketball. And I think um, people really do think athletes, you know, we are people too. Right. And we, we do have feelings when you go on social media, if we had a bad game, we, we see all that and, and it's hard. It is. Um, but I think that, um, learning to be a better person, learning to be a better student, um, that, that is why I'm really grateful to be here at UNI because that's, that's what I'm learning. And I, I'm thankful to have a couple more years here, um, and adapt and grow. And yeah, I'm super excited, but I, I love it here. I don't want to be anywhere else. And I think, um, this, it's close to home as well. My parents can come to the games. It's, it's a great, it's a great environment to be in. Well, great. That uh, sounds like a perfect fit. It sounds like things are going really well for you. Yeah. Uh, we, we appreciate you taking some time and chatting with us tonight. Now you got to get back to those finals and get steady and, yeah. and then, uh, start preparing for the Hawks um, a, a week from today. So Sunday, two o'clock, uh, the 18th is when you guys will match up with them. And then everybody back this way, uh, January 11th, um, Wednesday at six, uh, the UNI Panthers come to the NAP Center to take on Drake Bulldogs. And so that'll be, um, that'll be a lot of fun. As you mentioned, always a fun and, and a good matchup opportunity for you to come, come back home um, and play in front of some of the home fans. And uh, it should be a good matchup. And so we look forward to that. We wish you the best of luck here as, we, as you continue to move through the year. We'll obviously be paying attention and, and checking in with you as well. Um, again, just thanks for taking some time and sharing some insight with us. Yeah, I appreciate you guys for having me. Thanks for, for reaching out. This was, this was a lot of fun. I'm excited to stay in touch. And you guys are going to have to let me know if you go to Frank and Andreas. <laughs> well, it sounds like we're going to have to because it sounds really yeah, good. Yeah, well, hey, um, as Brian mentioned, uh, hey, Meyer, it was, great to, it was great to talk to you. Appreciate your time. I know finals isn't an easy week, but appreciate you taking yeah. a couple of um, hours here out of it. Uh, definitely, obviously, be following the Panthers uh, here coming up. And, uh, yeah, definitely excited to see how the season ends up for you all. Yeah, we're super excited. And thanks again, guys. I really appreciate it.